This is Jeopardy! Same tune, different face the last couple of days. Actually, it's an old face in a new role, as Ken Jennings, Jeopardy! legend, took over for the italic Trebek on Monday. But is it permanent? The longest winning streak in Jeopardy! history? Ken Jennings. 74 games in a row he won. Greatest of all time tournament champion? Also Ken Jennings. So it makes perfect sense that Jennings was the first to host after Alex Trebek succumbed to pancreatic cancer last November. He opened with a touching tribute to Trebek and later shared a piece of Jeopardy! history. A ticket stub from the first ever Jeopardy! episode in 1983. He kept it in his pocket throughout his time, filling his hero's shoes. No one can replace him, Jennings said, but we can honor his memory by playing the game he loved. Christians understand this. Love God, love neighbor. We honor Christ by doing what he loves. Welcome to Haven Today, here on Wednesday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're in a month-long series called Meeting Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. And that's exactly what we need. We need to be meeting with Jesus and asking him to comfort us and give us wisdom all our days, especially these days. With the chaos on the Capitol a week ago today and the inauguration a week from today, how we need to be praying. Are you praying? Maybe you struggle with how to pray. I do sometimes. Well, in the next few minutes, we're going to God's Word and the Gospel of Luke, and we'll be taught by Christ himself how we can be praying during challenging days. And I'm really looking forward to hearing from him. After the program, I want to send you something for your gift to this ministry that will help you better know Jesus. It's the Gospel of Luke feature film, a word-for-word telling of Christ's story from either the NIV or KJV. You choose how you want to hear it in the DVD menu. The talented actors, Mediterranean locations, The moving sound score all help bring Luke's gospel story to life. I've never seen anything like it, and I know it'll help you better understand the life of Christ. So please call us after the program. Make your first gift of the year to this listener-supported ministry. And with our thanks, we'll send you the Gospel of Luke DVD. Our number to call after the program, 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online, check out some sample scenes from the DVD, and make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Now let's open with a song that's a little different from what we normally hear, but it's still filled with the same all-about-Jesus gospel truth that we love to share on Haven Today. He's a pastor. He's an author. He's also a rapper. Shy Lin with several kids singing and rapping the Lord's Prayer.
To our Father in heaven above We can come to our God at any time of the day And He'll receive us so great His love He wants us to talk to Him with a sincere heart And rejoice when we're really glad And when it seems like things are falling apart We can pray when we're feeling sad And when we do bad things, we confess our sins We can pray all alone or with our friends Because of Jesus, we can cast all our cares On God because He's always there From Philadelphia, he raps theology, and yes, he loves Jesus, even if you don't like the style. Shai Lin and our Father in Heaven from his Jesus Kids album. I'm Charles Morris here on a program called Meeting Jesus in the Gospel of Luke from Haven Today.
The old saying goes, like father, like son. When it comes to Jesus, the saying holds true. In fact, the reality is that Jesus' likeness to the Father goes even deeper than this. He's not just like the Father. He is one with the Father. But what about our likeness to Jesus? By faith in Christ, we all become sons and daughters of God. More and more, our hearts become tuned to His heart. We long to know Him better, to please Him more, to commune with Him in deeper ways. Scripture even shows us that we begin to pray more like Him. And why shouldn't that be the case? Prayer is perhaps the most important part of our Christian life, wouldn't you say? The late, great Welsh pastor D. Martin Lloyd-Jones called prayer the highest activity of the human soul. You and I are constantly being pulled in different directions. Your political party, or preference wants your support in elections. Your alma mater asks for donations during capital campaigns. Organizations around the world call on us to be activists for this or that cause. All good things in their own right, sometimes, but one activity soars above them all, lifting us to the very throne room of the Lord God Almighty. The surprising thing is that this profound act can be done anywhere anytime, with anyone. And I'm talking about prayer. So simple, but so important. And all the more so in our day. How many more awful events need to happen in the world to convince us we need God's help? And prayer is how we ask Him for help. It lifts us above the fray, above all the troubles around us. What better time for God's people to recommit to it, both in private as well as public? We're in the second week of a series meeting Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. Dr. Luke set out to write an orderly account of the actions of the early church. He wanted followers to become sure about Christ, and that includes you and me. And today we meet Jesus, the prayer warrior. It's easy to think about the stories of Luke's Gospel and mostly remember the miracles, or maybe the parables that are especially memorable to you. But it's surprising how often Luke portrays Jesus praying. Almost a dozen times, the one who came down from heaven approaches that heavenly throne in prayer. If he prayed so often in his earthly ministry, how much more should we learn to pray? He is the Son of God, but we are utterly dependent. And who better to teach us than he who has seen the Father and lived in the eternal happiness of heaven? Hebrews says that during the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Let's go to Luke 11. Let's learn this reverent submission directly from him. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, Teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. 
about it. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or, if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Haven Today and an excerpt from the Gospel of Luke DVD that we'd like to send you for your gift to the ministry with a reading that we just heard from Luke 11, verses 1 to 13. Some familiar words in this passage, but maybe it strikes you the way it does me. Aren't there some words missing? This is, of course, the Lord's Prayer, but maybe Dr. Luke has missed something. That's a common reaction. But thankfully, the explanation is simple. Jesus seems to have taught some version of this prayer on at least two different occasions. The version of the prayer we tend to learn growing up comes from Matthew 6. That's near the beginning of his earthly ministry, during his Sermon on the Mount to a large crowd in Galilee. But here... Jesus was on a brief stop en route to Jerusalem. It's near the end of his ministry, and he's likely speaking to a smaller group of followers. When you tell the same story to different people at different times, it's never identical. And that's what's happening here. Jesus was simply teaching a briefer form of essentially the same prayer. And what a prayer it is. It's deceptively simple, so brief that it's easy to miss its power. Maybe you've recited it many times in your life. You don't really think about what you're saying or ponder it. But the prayer our Savior taught us to pray is perfect. It pertains to all of life. Those moments come from time to time. It's time to pray, and you don't know what to pray. It could be prayers during a quiet time, and you're just too distracted to focus. For others, your heart is so weighed down, so heavy, maybe by grief, that you want to pray, but the words don't seem to come. Or maybe the fire of your faith is all but extinguished, snuffed out. You don't know what to pray, and maybe even you don't really care. The Lord's Prayer is for you. When you don't know what to say to the Father, open up with this passage. Read it with a believing heart. Say it with a believing heart. In and of itself, it is a prayer, a very real prayer. It is not off-limits for you just because it's written down. Jesus taught it twice to show us what to pray and how to pray. It's also a wonderful pattern for prayer. 
Some Christians have so many words to say to God that it comes out in a jumble. By the end, you're not even really sure what you might have just prayed. The Lord's Prayer, though, is a divinely inspired resource to organize your praying. This doesn't quench your prayer life. It gives you fuel to pray. It gives you the ramp-up you need in order to soar into the heights of God's love. When we take up the Lord's Prayer, we end up learning invaluable lessons. We learn what it means to be sons and daughters of God. Every time you begin by saying, Father, your soul is reminded that you've been adopted by grace through Christ. The Father in heaven does not look down on you in disgust. He looks down on you in delight. And as much as he loves the Son, so he loves all those who are united to him by faith. Jesus illustrated this beautifully by comparing earthly fathers to God. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Your heavenly Father loves to hear your prayers and answer them. He delights in the words of his children. It also builds our faith. After teaching this prayer, Jesus told the story of a man who was knocking on the door of his friend's house after hours. He needed loaves of bread and knew his friend had bread. And in this story, the friend had already gone to bed and was actually annoyed by the request. But Jesus says that it is because of the man's boldness that his friend eventually gets out of bed and gives him bread. The word boldness is better translated persistence, and that's the point of the story. If persistence gets even a begrudging friend to answer his door in the middle of the night, how much more will your Father in heaven answer? Prayer builds our faith so that we persist. Many of us are praying for our country where we live this week. Maybe you're praying for loved ones and I see you with covid Maybe you're praying for a prodigal child. Persist. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Your Father delights to pour out His Spirit upon you. And then Luke 11 continues. Jesus ran into more conflict. And as we see even more the value of Christ's teaching on prayer, He's confronted by opponents who claim that He was casting out demons by the power of other demons. These are people who have not prayed, hallowed be your name. Instead, it's people that blasphemy Christ's name and attribute his work to the devil. Others demanded that Jesus perform more signs before they would believe. But those who have humbled themselves in prayer do not do such things. They pray, your kingdom come. And that means the kingdom comes God's way and in God's time, not our own. Still others rebuked Jesus for not practicing the traditions of the Pharisees. They haven't prayed, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. If they had, they wouldn't have burdened the people with their new laws. They would have preached forgiveness, not works. Not so with you. If your faith is in this Messiah, he has opened a new and living way right into the throne room of God so that your prayers might reach him. He fills you with the Holy Spirit so that your prayers might become more faithful. We always need prayer, but in times as dark as these, I'm thankful that the Lord demonstrates this so powerfully. Without Him, we can do nothing. So let's ask. 
Let's soar high to the heights of God's love by going low on our knees in prayer. There we will find a Heavenly Father who delights in listening to us. Yeah.
in my heart to Scripture Lullabies, the Lord's Prayer on Haven Today in a program called Meeting Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. In order to have a better prayer life, we need to know better the one we are praying through. And I'm not just talking about a heads-up knowledge that will help you win Bible trivia games or a Jeopardy contest. If we're going to survive 2021, we need to really know Jesus personally. So why not put the Gospel of Luke at the top of your list of things to do this year and get to know Jesus by reading it? And to help you do this, I want to send you a DVD called The Gospel of Luke. It's a word-for-word presentation of the Gospel as well as a feature film dramatically portraying the story of Christ with skilled actors shot on location in the Mediterranean. And you get the choice whether to watch it with the NIV or the KJV translations. This DVD experience will help you begin your new year fresh in your walk with Jesus. So call us right now, would you? Make your first of the year gift, and we'll send you the Gospel of Luke DVD. Our number is 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and watch sample scenes from the movie. And you can make your gift then and there at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to speak to the Lord face to face? It's the kind of question our children ask. Where's God? Why can't I see Him? The sincerity of the question sometimes reveals doubts or questions in our own hearts. But we have a promise in the book of John, chapter 3. The wind blows where it wants, you hear it, but you don't know where it came from. So it is with the Holy Spirit. We cannot see the Lord, but we know where he's been. No one can meet him without changing, and he leaves joyful, hopeful, and faithful Christians in his wake. Where is God? By faith. He's right there in your heart. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.